you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, March 10th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access the podcast. Welcome to the pod, my fellow NFL junkies. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And with only two days to go before the free agency negotiating window opens, that's on Sunday. And with only five days to go before free agency moves can be made official, that's on Wednesday. Well, we've got some work to do. To trade or not to trade? That is the question being asked about guys like Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins, even the king, Derrick Henry. Can a king be traded? Actually, I should think a member of the royal family would have more control over his own future and his own destiny. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, this. The Panthers now control the draft. Sources say they have traded up from the number nine overall pick all the way to number one after several years of searching and searching for their franchise quarterback. The Carolina Panthers now get their choice of any quarterback they want in this draft, making a major, major trade with the Chicago Bears. Here are the details. The Carolina Panthers get the number one overall selection. They have the opportunity to take Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, whoever they want to take. Meanwhile, the Chicago Bears, who have been committed to Justin Fields, have a ton of cap space and want to build this the right way, they get the number nine overall pick, a 2024 first-rounder, 2023 and 2025 second-rounders, and DJ Moore, a bona fide number one receiver, all to surround Justin Fields with everything that he needs to do to be successful. Ryan Poles was sitting on a lottery ticket with the number one overall pick. He certainly cashed in, fair to say, a win-win trade and a major, major shakeup for what's going to happen in Kansas City. 
which makes us all think, hmm, they have something very specific in mind. All right, Ian, thanks for that. Stick around. We have more from you in just a couple of minutes. So he mentioned DJ Moore, part of that uh, huge deal there. He reacted on Twitter just with the surprise faces. Uh, Same, DJ, same. Meantime, our DJ, Daniel Jeremiah, he was in the middle of some very important business when he heard the news of the draft shakeup. Check it out. Just getting the news uh, on this trade. Uh, I thought it made sense. I thought the Panthers would be the most motivated team to do this. Uh, and uh, I love it. I love it for the Bears. I think it's a smart move. Go back, get an offensive lineman, uh, get some more offensive help, get a bunch of future picks. Let's chop it up, fellas. Oh, <laughs> lots, yes. to, lots to get through here. Big chunky bites, too. Listen, I said it with Ian, guys. You don't make that kind of move unless – you know exactly what you want. It's giving quarterback at first overall, but we know exactly who we want. Who do you think the Panthers are going after, and who should they go after? Well, yeah, Carolina's going in all in on a quarterback. I think right now Bryce Young is probably uh, ahead of the class. And for, look, David Tepper, for Frank Reich, I, I think the one challenge for them is, are we okay with his size? Like, that's all, all everybody's been talking about since college football ended. It was all everybody talked about at the Combine. Are they going to get wooed? Frank Wright has been kind of – he's been more – look at his history with bigger, taller quarterbacks. Right. But I look at just the fact that, like Frank Wright, Carson Wentz's rookie year, mm-hmm. he was ready to win the MVP. So Frank Wright can, can do uh, – can, he can work with young quarterbacks and help them develop. So I think that's a feather in their cap. I mean, uh, if, if you're the Carolina Panthers right now, though, don't think that, that you're a quarterback fix away. Like, it's not just, hey, bring in a quarterback yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, we're winning the division. But like, it makes there's your still life a lot of better. other holes to, to plug. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody, if somebody, will, if somebody who is rooting for the Chicago Bears this season, knowing that your quarterback situation is settled, everything else will eventually work itself out. Now, obviously, you're going to miss some first-round draft picks. You're obviously going to miss DJ Moore. But once you have the quarterback settled – it just opens up endless possibilities for you. And I'm led to believe that the Panthers know who they want to take. There's a reason why they jumped to number one and not number three. Sure. They weren't willing to be like, well, let's let a couple no. of quarterbacks. Yeah. No, no, no. We have a very specific quarterback in mind. They're going to go after him. And I think and I hope it works out well for them in a couple of years. Not next year, but in a couple of years. <laughs> With that in mind, I had said this to you before we got out here. I'm thinking to myself, man, look at some of these teams that are in need in the top ten for a quarterback. Houston at two, the Colts at four, Vegas comes to mind at seven, the Falcons potentially even at eight. And I thought to myself, well, we didn't watch Bryce Young actually throw at the combine. I said, hey, does this mean C.J. Stroud is their guy? And I think for you that it didn't necessarily mean Stroud's the guy. It's just I don't want to sit – behind anyone yeah no it's a great point to bring up because you know that was the talk was hey Bryce is not going to throw so yeah if you're a team that look they're doing their due diligence they're watching all the film to me the combine for quarterbacks as much as we focus on the drills and the throwing the most important factor for that is when they're meeting with the, the staff when they're meeting with the coaches when they're talking they get a chance to spend a little time and talk all right hey do you understand concepts all right if I give you this here's a little bit of our playbook can you regurgitate it what kind of retention do you have and then also, what kind of what kind of charisma do you have as a leader? So I, I think those are, are what people walked away from saying, dude, Bryce didn't throw, but man, he, he, he slayed it at the Combine by the way that he carried himself and through his interviews. I think Ian said it best where he said Chicago had a lottery ticket with this number one overall. Oh, yeah. Knowing yeah. That they they knew it, had, too. No yeah. doubt. They, they had their quarterback here. You are the resident Bears fan. Yep. You, one of many. I'm almost surprised that you haven't been smiling right. ear to ear once you heard this news. What are you talking about? Because I'm angry. I still have some things <laughs> to, to get off my chest. First of all, for anybody during this offseason who suggested the Bears should have traded Justin Fields, I hope you feel shame. I know that you don't. 
and you're just moving on. But you look ridiculous right now. And for anybody else who suggested the Bears were not going to be able to turn this into a haul, Ryan Pace went out there. Ryan Poles. Poles yeah. Well, Ryan Pace deserves – by the way, he's part of this too because Ryan he brought Pace it, traded up for Because he, he brought yeah. in Justin Fields. This is a thing. This is an organization. And I, I, I'll bring Ryan Pace into this. You started everything in motion by getting Justin Fields. This organization has continued to hit it out of the park with everything that they have done since that time, including now possibly closing in on land to build a new stadium. There are a lot of things that show the Chicago Bears are moving in to the modern era of football and going out there and not only getting a haul for the number one overall pick, you also got DJ Moore, one of the top elite wide receivers in the NFL. Like, there's always, like, these trades. You just don't expect guys to be available. Like, it would be great to move this guy. Remember last year, you know, Devontae Adams gets traded just out of the blue. DJ Moore is now that guy, and he's a member of the Chicago Bears. They've now addressed one of their biggest needs moving into free agency. Yeah, I think that's a big part of this trade that if you're Justin Fields, you're excited about the fact that, hey, we're going to get some other young players, but I got a guy who's proven. I got a guy that on third and three, I could throw a quick bubble screen and he could take it to the house. So I think for that offensive explosion, it's big. And what does Chicago do at number nine? Well, I'll tell you, you have to wait and see what the draft holds. Like, what's the run? You know, is it the run on quarterbacks? Is it something else? But this draft is very deep in receiver and interior offensive linemen. So for the Bears, look, they need you need to protect Justin Fields. We can't see him running for his life this season again. And I think the other thing, too, is as much as we're talking about the Bears offense with Justin Fields, this defense was atrocious. The yeah. defense for the Bears yeah. last year was even worse than the offense. So they're going to have to at some point address that through the draft to try to build. They traded Roquan Smith. They got rid of Robert Quinn as well uh, last year. So defensively, they need an, an injection of talent, and they could end up using the number nine overall pick for that. Well, it starts before that because it's going to start this weekend with the free agency. What do the Bears do? They have the most cap space of any team in the NFL. Do they go out there and do they get Orlando Brown? Do they go out there and get Draymond Jones? What are they going to do? There's a lot of guys that they can go after. Do they draft the, the cornerback position? They're, they're, they got a lot of money. What we do know is they don't have to spend it on a wide receiver because they went out there and got D.J. Moore. So what they do this weekend determines what they do with the number nine overall selection. And I know a lot of Bears fans, because it had been speculated that Carolina was going to be the team that would trade up to get that number one overall pick. And Bears fans are like, well, Jackson, Smith, and Jigma would just make so much sense. I don't think that's taken off the table. No. I still believe the Bears could go out there and do that. And if you bring him into a wide receiver room that includes DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, and you bring in the wide receiver from Ohio State, that all of a sudden becomes one of the best wide receiver rooms in the NFL. So yep. nothing's off the that. table. A lot of good right tackles in free agency and available real right quick, now guys, for I, Bears fans. I yeah. spoke with Justin Fields at the Super Bowl just last month, yeah. and he was not eerily, but there was just this calm about him, this confidence about him, and you could tell that he was ready for whatever the next step was. If I'm Justin Fields and I'm watching all of this unfold, I got to be hyped at this point. Like, yeah. here yeah. we go, moving exactly in the right direction. Yeah. Right. For their talk con- about yeah. some of those moves, too. You know, they traded away Khalil Herbert. He could be cut by the Chargers. They traded away Bobby Quinn. He was a non-factor for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ryan Poles continues to turn those kind of situations into positives for the Chicago Bears. They got Jaquan Brisker. They got Kyler Gordon. You know, we can debate on whether he spent too much on Chase Claypool or not, but I think at the end of the day, at the end of 2023, that's going to end up being a great 
situation for the Bears. So yeah. I think he's been killing it. You mentioned the cap space, by the way, $75.2 million in cap space. So a little bit less than what they had because of DJ Moore. Now, still a large don't, don't gap. Don't try to rain on my pillow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, don't don't bring it in. Don't drop the bill right now. We haven't even had dessert yet. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and we will begin with a reality check on just how big the market is, or is big, shockingly, the wrong word with regards to Lamar Jackson. Here is Mike Yam with NFL media insider Mike Garofolo. All right, Mike, explain this to me, Matt. What's the market for Lamar Jackson? Mike, I explained the non-exclusive tag as Baltimore's attempt to tell Lamar Jackson, all right, look, you can go out there and you can negotiate with teams and maybe they'll help set the market for you or maybe you'll realize that it might not be another deal out there better than what we've been offering you, which is a significant deal and significant guarantees on that deal that they've been trying to get done now for over a year with Lamar Jackson. The other part of it, though, I think is that the Ravens realize They've given up two first-round picks or even more if they had to make a trade with Baltimore, if they were threatening to match that number, whatever it winds up being, that they would sign Lamar Jackson to via an offer sheet. 
I believe that they thought that there was going to be a bunch of teams saying, you know what, we're going to check out other avenues. Now, I, I know a lot of people are saying that they think that there's more forces at play here. And that's why uh, teams aren't getting involved. The teams don't want to give out that Deshaun Watson contract from last year. Look, I, I just think it's a huge commitment to give up those two first-round picks and then a, a contract on top of that that we know Lamar Jackson wants, if at all possible, to be fully guaranteed. So I would not be surprised if this winds up with the Ravens circling back and saying, all right, look, let's try to get a deal done. Let's try to keep you in Baltimore like we've been trying for quite some time. Yeah, Ravens fans would absolutely love that. But let's not forget, it only takes one team to make one of those big deals. And, Mike, I know you will have us covered when and if that actually goes down. Always appreciate the intel and the insight from you. Okay, I have to say, I can't be alone in this. That is not what I expected to hear. Now, for the answer to the day's big question, to trade or not to trade, let's shoot it over to Yammer, who is now joined by Adam Rank, and a man who is always the center of attention, former NFL center, Super Bowl champ, Sean O'Hara. Trade or no trade? Let's keep with this Lamar Jackson theme here. Sean, you explain to me, man, do we trade, do we not trade if you're the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, look, I want to keep Lamar Jackson on the team. Look, everybody looks at the franchise tag that they gave Lamar Jackson and says, well, look what you have to give up and the offer sheets and all this. The spirit of the franchise tag was to give your, your guys more time to, to sign a contract. And I think for the Baltimore Ravens, look, he represents your city. Like, he yeah. represents Baltimore. I feel like him in another uniform just doesn't feel like the right fit. Keep in mind, as much as everybody wants to talk about the passing game, it's been one of their, their Achilles heels since he's been there. They still have been one of the best rushing offense in the league with Lamar there, and I, and I think he's a, his best fit is in a Baltimore Ravens uniform. Well, Lamar Jackson's speculation, not the only speculation that's out there with regard to some of these players. D-Hop, he's been in the news. Let's take a listen to him on some of that trade speculation. I take things day for day, man. I don't look forward to the future. I live in the present moment. And right now, the Arizona Cardinals is uh, – you know, is the team and the roster that I'm on. And, uh, you know, I'm preparing myself uh, for whatever the future holds. So what's the fit? I say he oh, should go the to the Dallas Cowboys. You want to know why? Because if I wanted to watch highlights <laughs> of the Cowboys' last Super Bowl, I can find a VHS tape, okay? <laughs> Stop acting Nobody like knows you're some VHS. I know, these kids are like, I don't that? know what that means. But here's the thing. Stop acting like you are a poverty franchise. You should not be doing moves where you trade away players like Amari Cooper, you should be bringing in players like DeAndre Hopkins. Look at what happened in Philadelphia this season. Again, I'll reiterate this. They went out there, spent the money, played to win. Dallas is out there tagging their backup running back. I know it's playing loose with the words to say backup running back, but go out there and make a deal. Get DeAndre Hopkins in there. All right, Bally Sports Mike Silver. He's reporting that the Titans reportedly shopping Derrick Henry to other teams during the scouting combine. Sean, you training the king? We're going to trade royalty? Are you serious yeah. right now? When I think about Derrick Henry, I think about Mike Vrabel, and I think about the toughness, the identity of the Tennessee Titans. So I don't think there's any way that they're going to just all of a sudden jump ship on him and let him ride off into the sunset. Look, I know they drafted Malik Willis. If they're going to at some point segue from Ryan Tannehill to Malik Willis, why wouldn't you want a young quarterback to have this guy standing next to him and behind him in the run game? I know they've been shopping him a little bit, and everybody wants to know what their house is worth on the market and all that stuff. But, look, King Henry, Derrick Henry, yeah. he, I think he stayed in Nashville. Yeah, the appraisal is pretty high for Derrick Henry, and why not keep one of the more dominant players that we have in the NFL on your roster? You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. And the next topic, addition by subtraction. 
Actually, that's probably poorly written. Maybe it's advancement by absence. Either way, draft expert Daniel Jeremiah put out a new top 50 prospects list, a post-NFL scouting combine top 50 prospects list. And in spite of not throwing at the combine, the dazzling yet diminutive Bryce Young rose on the list. How high and why? And what about C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson? And yes, Jalen Carter, too. Here's DJ and Mike Yam with more. I would imagine his competitive juices were boiling. Bryce Young did not throw in Indianapolis, and I couldn't wait to see where Daniel Jeremiah was going to slot him in his top 50 prospects 3.0. We've been waiting a couple days, and it is out. Bryce Young not throwing and still moving up two spots to the lead position. As for the rest of the top 10, there's a little bit of a shakeup here. Jalen Carter was the number one prospect. He has now moved down to number five. Bijan Robinson up one spot to three. Tyree Wilson up two spots to that four position. DJ's with us right now. All right, man, break it down for me. Dude doesn't throw. You were raving about C.J. Stroud. Why is Bryce Young <laughs> still number one? Well, he, he moves up to the top overall spot because of a couple factors here. First of all, Jalen Carter, because of the stuff that's going on with him, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I dropped him down. And then it came down to Will Anderson and his teammate and Bryce Young for the number one overall spot. I have the same grade on him. The fact that Bryce came in over 200 pounds, that was encouraging. And then you talk to the folks that visited with him uh, in the interview process with the teams and just said, yeah, he blew him away. And that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody based off what they tell you at Alabama. So those things all coming together, I said, all right, it's time. Let's just put him in that top spot. Okay, as I was watching the combine coverage, and you crushed it, by the way, you, you were – raving about what Stroud did. In fact, you said something to the effect of it was one of the better throwing sessions you've ever seen in Indianapolis. How much has that gap closed? No, I think it's closed and to the point where this is how I have them stacked individually, but I wouldn't be surprised if Stroud ended up being the first quarterback off the board. Okay. Uh, it was an outstanding throwing session and not from a standpoint of, you know, he's throwing the ball 70 yards down the field or it's just overpowering velocity and splash throws here or there. It was the consistency from start to finish. Every ball having the right pace, having the right trajectory. Everything came out so smooth out of his hand. I mean, it just everything he did looked like he was a natural thrower. Some guys play with trucks when they're little kids, and some kids play with footballs. This is someone that grew up throwing <laughs> a football, and it comes very naturally to him. So to see him move all the way up and ascend to the top quarterback spot in this draft wouldn't surprise me. I moved him up a little bit on my list. I still have... Uh, Bryce as the top guy, but CJ is a phenomenal player. He's ready to play right away. Yeah, I played with a stethoscope, and yet here I am. I'm not in a medical office, besides the <laughs> point. Uh, Anthony Richardson, DJ, he was the story of the combine. I wanted to see where you were going to move him. Up four spots to ten. How, how are teams evaluating this guy who did have some accuracy issues when he was playing in college? Yeah, I think you got to dig in and watch the tape. And when you study it, I think you come away a little more comfortable with the, the accuracy numbers as they show up on a stat sheet because – Look, the average depth of target for him was over 10 yards. He was pushing the ball down the field. That's a very high number for a quarterback. You had drops. He was not playing with elite-level skill position talent that you would expect uh, at the University of Florida, playing in the best league against the best competition in the SEC. So you put all those things together. I think he's a more accurate quarterback than what's reflected on the stat sheet. And then you add the, you know, the, the athleticism that he put on display, which was ridiculous. We've never seen anything like this with his combination of size, speed, overall athleticism. And footwork-wise, Yam, I thought you saw progress. He's continued to develop as a passer. So I think the trend line with him is heading in the right direction. 
There's risk involved, no doubt, uh, but the reward is ridiculously high. Yeah, we saw that 4-4-3-40 for him. He didn't even run in a straight line, which is really impressive. Jalen Carter, this is a really kind of a crazy story here, DJ. He was the number one yeah. prospect on your big board, um, arrested on misdemeanor charges. If you're an NFL team, how do you evaluate this guy? Well, you're doing a lot of homework. Um, you know, every team has their own security department that has connections in law enforcement, and you're going to be able to get background information that you couldn't get as a regular scout. Uh, make no mistake about it, you're going to have your scouts uh, digging in with their sources at the school, teammates, coaches, uh, support staff, trying to learn as much about him as you can. Very troubling information that came out. Um, you know, I think you need some time here to try and sort through all this. I just felt like having him as my top player, uh, I didn't feel great about that at this point in time as we try and gather more information. I, I dropped him down a few spots. But, uh, you know, as a player, there's no questions. You know, yeah, this guy's unbelievable. Against the run, against the pass, he's a dominant player. I think he's the most talented player in the draft class. But, man, teams really got to dig in and do their homework. DJ, I, I'm actually glad I get to ask you about this position group in particular because I feel like Witherspoon and Gonzalez have dominated the headlines when it comes to the secondary guys. I'm looking at your top 50 prospect. He moved up 14 spots. Deontay Banks, the kid out of Maryland. Why such a huge jump for him? Well, you know, first of all, the tape is solid. The tape is really good. You wish he maybe had a little bit more production, but he's a good player. This is not the case of a spring riser who's rising above his ability level. He did have a phenomenal workout. He ran in the four threes. Everything you want to see from a movement standpoint, he has. I just think in this draft, I was talking with, with Bucky Brooks about this on, on the podcast earlier this morning, and I don't recall a year where we had everything clumped together like this year. In other words, there's not a lot of separation from your 10th player to your 50th player. There's not a lot different. So for me personally, I've had more fluctuation through this process as you get more information, as you dig in and watch more tape as you talk to teams who have met with these kids and get some more background information. I think you're seeing a lot of jostling around in positions. I, I, don't, I don't recall years where I've had guys make this type of movement late, uh, but it's because this draft class is all, is all uh, crumbled up together here. They're all grouped up together. Yeah, DJ, you know, man, it's the month of March. We're always talking about brackets, a fluid situation. You're, you're you know, 3.0, your mocks, the top 50. <laughs> it's still fluid here as we yeah. creep closer to the draft. Hey, great stuff by you as always, my friend. In review, Daniel Jeremiah's new top 10 post-combine top 10 looks like this. Bryce Young, yes, Bryce Young supplants Jalen Carter at the top of the list. He is the new number one, the Alabama quarterback, Bryce Young, number one on the top 50 prospects list. Going down the list from there, fellow Roll tighter, Will Anderson, the edge rusher, is number two. Running back Bijan Robinson out of Texas is number three. Edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech is number four. Jalen Carter, of course, in the news for all the wrong reasons and falling on this list. The defensive tackle is now number five. Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback out of Illinois, is number six. C.J. Stroud, there he is, the quarterback out of Ohio State University, is number seven. The offensive tackle, Peter Skaronsky, the Northwestern kid, is at eight. His pro day will be the first pro day we see next week. Keep an eye out for that one. Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC, fight on, they say, not me, is number nine. And Anthony Richardson, the extraordinary performance from Anthony Richardson at the scouting combine. You saw his measurables. They were, quite simply, outrageous, and it vaults him into the top 10. He is now number 10, the Florida quarterback, 
number 10. The question, of course, how high will he go in the draft? Will he be overdrafted or will it feel like overdrafted and turn out to be perfectly drafted? Time will tell. Cannot wait to see that on April 27th. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and the next topic is actually a question. Can Jordan Love carry the Packers? And if the answer is yes, or even if the Packers brass believe the answer could be yes, isn't it in the Packers' best interest to make this deal with the Jets and send number 12 to the 212? That's the question. Here are some answers from the TA set. All right, let's break this down. The benefit for the Packers if they move on for Rodgers, which I know sounds a little weird, but is there a benefit? What do you see? Yeah, it's hard to believe that there's a world that we could live in where we would say that Green Bay Packers would be better off without Aaron Rodgers. I, I just I, th- That's hard to even say and enunciate. Aaron Rodgers is so good. Two-time MVP. He's been an assassin in this league for a long time at quarterback. So to sit here and say, hey, yeah, the Green Bay Packers, you are going to be better off. Uh, I mean, we don't know enough about Jordan Love to say that. But I think for Green Bay, it's gotten to the point now where, look, we've got to pull the bandit off at some point. Like, at some point, we're going to turn the page, just like we did with Brett Favre. And, you know, we've got to find out what we have in Jordan Love. And if you're going to be back and forth, back and forth, wishy-washy about whether you're going to play again, we've been through that song and dance. We've seen that movie. We saw Brett Favre in ripped ripped jean shorts throwing to high school kids. Like, we're not going to go down that route again. So, I think for Green Bay, it's if you're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to move on from him, now is the perfect time. You wait another year. You don't have a great season. Now the value goes down. And I think at some point they've got to turn the reins over to Jordan Love. Um, it's going to be tough. Tough for Packers fans to, to kind of transition to that jersey. But you know this is was going to happen at some point. I mean, it's tough, but all organizations have to reset, whether they're NFL teams, whether they're NBA teams. Like, look at the Fast and the Furious movies. At some point, they keep putting those movies out. They're like, let's blow the whole thing out. We'll do a Tokyo Drift. And then we bring in The Rock. And I'm not saying that Jordan Love is going to be The Rock, but it's important to note that Jordan Love – a couple of years ago, was drafted in the very yeah. same draft class that included Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua Tungavailoa, and of course he was drafted in front of Jalen Hurts. And at some point, the Green Bay Packers have to know what they have with Jordan Love. Do they pick up a fifth-year option? And if you put him on the field this season, you will get a good evaluation, and if things do not work out, if Jordan Love is not the quarterback that you think he is, then you can move on, and there's other guys who will be available yeah. next year. Look, I love a lot of the things that you write on NFL.com. Yeah. That analogy, I don't know if Tokyo Drift was the reset. I just, I was fair a enough. fan of it. Just throwing uh, that out there. Enough. All right, from from a Jordan Love perspective, yeah. there might actually be a case that, yeah. look, Bucky Brooks told us yesterday on Total Access, he said it two weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers is in the decline. This is not yeah. necessarily the same guy that we saw a few years ago. Is there a case to be made that the Packers might be better with Jordan Love? Don't do this. I, no. No. They're, <laughs> they're worse. They're worse as a football team. Like, on paper, they would definitely be worse. Even though it's the right thing to do, they could be worse. And there is a, a case to be made that the Packers would have the worst quarterback situation in the NFC North. And it has been a long time since this has happened. 1991. Since the last time the Packers had the worst quarterback situation, that they were the NFC Central back then. Tampa Bay was in the division. This goes back 1991. That's when mm. Super Tech Mobile came out. And you know who the quarterback was? Anthony Dillweg. Yeah. I mean, it was Mikowski, but Dillweg just sounds better. 
But it's been a long time, so they would not be better in that sense, but it's better for the organization. Yeah, Packers fans have had three decades of, of quarterback bliss, so for them to all of a sudden have to have growing pains at the quarterback position will be tough. You know, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers' decline. I, I think him playing hurt last year, we saw a different version of him. He wasn't the MVP form that we saw the previous two years. That thumb injury he suffered in the London game I think definitely affected him. But I think there are some things that you, when you look at the Green Bay Packers as a team, how is their offense going to be different? All right, if you have a young quarterback and guy in Jordan Love who has one start uh, to his career, maybe now you rely on your offense, your run game a little bit more. Sure. Maybe things look a little bit differently. Maybe there's not as much, you know, ad flow uh, at the line of scrimmage and ad libbing. And maybe that actually works out better for Matt LaFleur. And maybe that works out better uh, for their, their offense and a little more continuity, a little progress. There's going to be some growing pains. But Aaron Jones would benefit. A.J. Dillon yes. would benefit from a young quarterback coming in and saying, hey, look, we're going to lean on you. And now all these RPOs that we're calling are going to actually be runs. It's not going to be, hey, just, you know, A.R. just doing his thing and flicking the wrist. Yeah, but not, not for nothing here because you guys were talking about schematics, the division. I want to ask you from a player's perspective. You're inside that locker room. And let's be honest here. Here on Total Access, we're playing a lot of those clips from Aaron Rodgers when he's joining podcasts, having these conversations. Is that a good thing culture-wise when a, a young football team with young wide receivers? I think what we're seeing right now from the, the fact that the Green Bay Packers are willing to let him talk to other teams, they're willing to let him look at other uh, options, I think it's, hey, you know what, like we're okay with this. Like we're, we're done with all that. Like there, there are other things off the field that they have had to endure as an organization. And you know what, you, you never – on Wednesdays to come in and say, hey, what in the last 48 hours has our court starting quarterback – said that we need to be aware of that's not you know that's not very settling if you're Brian Gutekunst if you're the GM if you're the head coach look Aaron Rodgers is a stud and I think that with every year that he has played continue to play better look we've gotten a different version of him and we've seen him kind of flex his muscles and look I, I think when you look at the Green Bay Packers and from a play standpoint Jordan Love big shoes to fill yeah. now for him to come in and, and to command that huddle and walk in and say look I'm going to step in and pick up where Aaron Rodgers left off, that's a tall task. you got to win the huddle, and you got to find a way to, to win football games and, and to get the confidence from that huddle from the other guys. Adam, I know you've been on record talking about that running game, that defense yes. being a big catalyst for that team's success down the stretch a season ago. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Do not forget, set your clock, set your alarm, set an alert. Hey, whatever it takes, just remember that this Sunday, free agency frenzy begins. And NFL Network has you covered with live breaking news on every single transaction. League-wide rumors from our insiders and, of course, expert analysis of every blockbuster deal. Free agency frenzy starts Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Let's have a look at NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal's top 10 available free agents as he sees it. I can't argue with a single one of these. Number one, the defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave. Number two, the offensive tackle, Orlando Brown Jr., the other OBJ. Will we see the other other OBJ in a moment? Just listen. The safety, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, is number three. The cornerback, James Bradbury, is number four. And if you're scoring at home, that is three Eagles in the top four. Safety, Jesse Bates, is number five. Offensive tackle, Mike McGlinchey, is number six. Defensive lineman, Draymond Jones, is number seven. Defensive end, Zach Allen, is number eight. Ah, and here is the other, other OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., that wide receiver that we love so much and who we can't wait to see take an NFL field again soon. Gosh, we certainly hope so. Sits there at number nine. And number 10, the cornerback, Jamel Dean. There is Greg Rosenthal's top 10 available free agents. Keep an eye on those names in the days to come. Now, speaking of OBJ, the other, other OBJ, according to his sources, our good friend and NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero is reporting that free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. will hold a workout for NFL teams today in Arizona. By the time you hear this, that workout has probably already happened. Beckham is now more than 13 months removed from ACL reconstruction. He is apparently ready to play. We will see what others saw and hear about what others saw in Arizona. We will report on that in the days to come. Definitely check out NFL.com and NFL Network for all of the latest breaking news, including perhaps you can put some eyes on that OBJ workout or at least get a get a Yelp review on that workout. Beckham is, of course, as I said, ready to play and free to sign with anyone at any time. How soon will that come? Stay tuned. 
This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy, and draft season is upon us. The countdown begins, guys, April 27th. It all goes down in Kansas City, and by it all, April 27th, of course, is just the first round. You have six more rounds to come after that on the 28th and the 29th, including compensatory picks. The future is now. It's the 2023 NFL Draft presented by Verizon. It happens right here on NFL Network and NFL Plus beginning Thursday, April 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Who hears their name called on day one? And how many of the NFL's best new stars will hear their names called on day two and day three? If you were paying attention in the Super Bowl, and I know you were, you know that there were some late round draft picks who made quite an impact in the biggest game on the biggest stage. Don't you dare think that day one is where the draft ends. The future is now, well, April 27th, that all begins. No one knows better that the future is now than our friend MJ Acosta Ruiz, who celebrated Wednesday's International Women's Day by inviting the future of football right to the TA set. And the future of football includes names like Diana Flores. She is the quarterback for the Mexican women's national flag football team. And she led Mexico to a 6-0, and a perfect record, and a gold medal at last year's World Games. You want to know how she did that? She completed 20 of 28 passes for 210 yards and four touchdowns in Mexico's 39-6 to thumping over, close your ears, everyone, the United States. Well played, Mexico. Well played, Diana Flores. You probably then saw Diana Flores in her role as the AFC Offensive Coordinator at the 2023 Pro Bowl Games. If you haven't, go YouTube that. Check that out. She's amazing. From the field to the mic, Diana Flores, MJ Acosta Ruiz. You guys take it from here. We are all ears. I don't have to reintroduce you, but I'm going to anyway to the Diana Flores, quarterback for the Mexican women's national flag football team. By the way, she led Mexico to a 6-0 record last season and a gold medal at the World Games. Real quick, can I just run your stats from that game? Because they were pretty insp- uh, impressive. 20 of 28, 210 yards, four touchdowns, <laughs> and then 39-6 victory over the U.S. We love to see it. we got to make sure they know. They know what it is that you're doing <laughs> out there, Deanna. Um, what I love is that you joined the national team at the age of 16. So you have been an athlete your entire life, but people are just now sort of seeing what you've done mm-hmm. por toda tu vida. That Super Bowl commercial that we saw <laughs> still to this day gives me chills, especially the reaction to the reveal video to your parents. What has your life been like over the last month? Well, it has been an amazing journey. As you said, I've spent almost all my life in sports playing flag football. I started when I was eight, then joined at the age of six in the national team. Um, I have had a lot of great experiences, also a lot of challenges sure. during this journey. So today to see how everything had led me to see where I where I am today and that I have this platform to keep inspiring new generations of girls and women um, to use the power of sports to unlock the power of women and be part of this bigger movement with all amazing women that are making a difference on their own field. For me, it has been a blessing. And it's not just on the field, right? Just last week, we were at the Combine. We had the NFL Women's Forum, which is a gateway for women to be in the front office in coaching positions. You coached alongside <laughs> Peyton Manning at the Pro Bowl games. You were the offensive coordinator. 
And you have a bigger vision for what you see flag football and just women in football in Mexico. You shared it with me last week on the El Huddle podcast. A league is in mind for you. Right. So I think that we're having big steps here uh, to open new opportunities and mm -hmm. doors for women in sports. One was at the Pro Bowls, like having this recognition from the NFL and being able to work to, alongside with this NFL legions and the best players of the NFL. It, it is a game changer, not only for me as a, as a woman, as an athlete, but for the next generations. Um, I feel that this is just the beginning of something bigger. For me, I, I told you like a couple of days ago, my dream is to build like a professional flag football league in the future, hopefully yeah. sooner than later. Um, but I feel that, as I said, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Um, there are amazing women outside uh, doing the best, um, dreaming big. So to be able to give them this inspiration, to let them know that dreams come true, that everything yeah. is possible, to give equal opportunities for men and women. It, it is not about gender. It is not about who you are or where you're from. It is all about what you have to bring to the table, all your hard work, all your dedication, the heart and the uh, passion that you put on what you do. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm proud to see what we have done yeah. until now. but. I'm excited to see where we're gonna take this for the future generations. It has been so fun and such a joy to watch your journey in less than a year, because you were here sitting with us just after the World Games in August. And since then, so much has happened. And I just know that the future is bright. Uh, you will be also featured in the NFL 360 Women in Football episode, which is March 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's <laughs> right after NFL Total Access. Do not miss that episode. Viana, we will continue to follow your journey. You are setting the pace for us, my friend. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you so much. And girl, women, if you're looking at this, remember you're powerful, you're strong, you're capable to do anything you want. Dreams come true. I want to thank all of today's participants, and I want to invite you back on Monday when we will emerge from the weekend inside the negotiating window for free agents. That window opens on Sunday. It stays open until Wednesday, and that's when free agency deals can begin to become official. Nothing can be official till next Wednesday, but moves will be rumored. Some will be announced. Some deals will already be in place. Others will have been scuppered by Monday, and maybe we'll have some Lamar Jackson news and some Aaron Rodgers news to report. We will have everything and share it all. It moves fast in this League faster now than ever before, which you will know if you were watching the NFL Scouting Combine. But we'll keep up together as best we can. See you Monday. Till then, take care of you, take care of your crew, and ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there.